0: So, continuing our reading from Chaitanya Charitamrita. Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. (coughs) Kijaya. We heard uh, last night that prior to the appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Vishwamba Mishra, Vishwaroop Mishra was born. And then he is referred to as Baladev Dham. So, the manifestation of, of Baladev, who is. Uh, as we were speaking, synonymous with the, with the Dham, for that matter, with the abode of Krishna presiding as he does over the Sundini Shakti, which refers to existence. So, again, as we discussed last night, this includes the spiritual existence and the material existence, and in different forms, than he manifests for such, um, Mahavishnu being an example of that. Hmm relation of the material world that he was said in the Bhagavatam verse that I think we concluded with is woven into the fabric of. Hmm. So, hard to get away from him and in the form of Nityananda Prabhu who will be introduced here briefly uh, also very hard to get away from. It's said that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave praying to whoever asked the Nityananda Prabhu gave it to people who not only didn't ask but said no thank you. <laughs> so we are wise to take shelter of him. Atev Prabhu Tamray Boli Badabhai, Krishna Balaram Du Chaitana So he says that therefore because of what has been explained about Vishvarup but hmm. he's the elder brother. Prabhu Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he used to refer to him as Bodhabhai. Hmm. Bodhabhai. Older brother. Hmm. And uh, he says, Krishna bar- Palaram Dui Chaitanya The two brothers, Krishna and Balaram, he says, they're appearing as Chaitanya and Itai. So, having sp- spoken briefly about the elder brother of Chaitanya of Mahapu, who is an Ansa of Balaram, like the Ansa of Balaram that appeared in in uh, in the Tura, in the uh, in, uh, in the Devaki before the birth of Krishna. So this of Balaram is coming, preparing the way for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance in Sachi Amata and uh, he, he goes on now to refer to the to to, to inform us that um, previously Krishna Balaram and their Leela were brothers and this Lila Chaitanya is the brother. Nittai, the implication being that Nittai is the full is Rohini Nandan hmm? the, the son of Rohini the full face of Balaram as he appears in the Brajlila not a partial manifestation and this older brother hmm, formerly of Chaitanya is this partial um, expansion hmm? so here is another then instance in the text where he identifies Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with Krishna and Balarama. Putrapana dampati hoila anandita man visheshe sevonakore guvindcharan. So, having got a son, the Jagannath Mishra and such and much, they were overwhelmed with Ananda. Hula Ananditamana And in their joy, in their bliss, you know, remember they had now eight daughters that had passed away at, in birth. Um, so, even from an ordinary sense of view, of view they, were, they were joyful. And at the... Uh, at the birth of their son, and so Kori They worshipped uh, the lotus feet of Guvinda. So, of course, they were religious people. Probably makes a side comment here that uh, that religious people tend to worship God when things are going bad. But here, in the case of Suchi and Misha, things are going well, and they're worshiping God. <laughs> so, underscores the idea that they were uh, religious and a good example in this regard. More than that, of course, highly spiritual. But um, it's a nice point, and it's it's a lot of truth to it. Hmm. But they worshipped. Uh, their uh, household deity, hmm. it says Govinda Charan, the lotus feet of Govinda, but of course they had a household deity. The, uh, the place of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's birth, of course, is significant um, to us, in particular, in our uh, lineage, coming as it does from Bhakti Motakwa, hmm. in that. It was Bhagavad who discovered or uncovered or revealed the Yogupit, the, the place of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's birth, and that which, with much um, effort, there was another place that was claimed to be the birth place of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but he did not find that, from his spiritual sensibilities, he did not find that to be accurate, and so he it would appear just based on his own spiritual sensibilities, he undertook his own uh, research. It, it may be a fact that persons were claiming a place on the other side of the Ganga and I would weep to be the birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and excuse me, Abusing that or using that to collect donations from pilgrims and so on and so forth. Hmm. There was much of that kind of thing going on at the time of Bhakti talk or in the name of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, whereas where persons kind of made a made a living out of being a so-called Gaudiya Vaishnav. They were in such in form, but in substance, perhaps lacking. So it may be that this was the case with what was going on at the birthplace of the so-called birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu but um, I don't think that in of itself would have been enough for Bhaktivedanta Thakur to to decide to find a different place Hmm? as it's thought by some but it was his spiritual sensibilities that drove him and um, in that direction. And it was quite an extended bit of uh, research from an empirical point of view that he did. And uh, I think I mentioned the other night his empirical research of old maps and um, texts, and he went to libraries and studied and talked to people and so on and so forth. That was uh, um, confirmed by a spiritual vision Actually, I think that he had the spiritual vision from Godrum, which is on the other side of the, the Ganges is coming this way and the Jalangi this way and here is Mayapur and Bhakti Noda is living in the Godrum. So it's set from the roof of his house, he had a vision in Mayapur um, of what's coming to be the birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and two nights in a row. And um, Apparently, his empirical research had not, was not yet complete. But having that vision, then he went to the place and then it matched up with his empirical research. There was Tulsi growing every, everywhere there. Muslims were living there. And, and they, they referred to it as as Maipur, I think, or something like that. Um, and uh, so... This was a a big, uh, a huge thing for our lineage and for Gaudiya Vaishnavism in general and Bhaktivinoda Thakur was instrumental, really the driving force behind it. I have read an unbiased um, objective uh, analysis of Bhaktivinoda Thakur's findings. This is from some time back. And... um, the arguments against his position and so forth and and he prevailed from an empirical um, point of view. and again, that empirical point of view was first confirmed, if you will, by his his uh, ecstatic vision from the rooftop of his house in Godrum. I think bhakti Thakur was on the roof with him at the time <clears throat> and so, He was convinced of this, and then he had to make, uh, exercise considerable effort to establish the place, to acquire the place, to... uh, um, Ultimately, his view was to build a large large temple there, because he envisioned a temple. What did he call it? Adbhuta Mandir. Adbhuta Mandir. A wonderful temple commemorating the birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that would be large and... Um, towering on the horizon in in Bengal, there in the Gulf, in in, in the, at the bay, of, in the Bay of Bengal, um, the flatlands there, um, heralding the uh, appearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and he envisioned that upon building this, people from all over the world would come to Mayapur and chant Jaya Sachinandan, hmm. and so. Um, he had his work cut out for him and uh, and uh, he went uh, door-to-door in Calcutta begging alms for building the temple. And it, at uh, one point he, he gave the work over to Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasuri Thakur, who took it up quite earnestly and successfully built the Adbhuta Mandir. Hmm. And, uh, and in the context of... Uh, uh, interestingly, and this is what brings my mind to it, of excavating the land to build a foundation on which the uh, Bhutmunder would, would would rise. They found a deity in the ground, a Vishnu-Adhoksaja deity. And you can see that deity, it's there preserved and worshipped. Um, a worship established by Bhagavad Gita Siddhartha. it's thought that this was uh, the household uh, deity of Jagannath Mishra and Sachi mm-hmm. Now, they most likely also had Shalagram. Mm-hmm. It was customary. They were Brahmins. And um, and so, in that place now, in the yoga pit, that deity is there. There's a deity of Sachi and Jagannath Mishra and um, also a deity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Vishnu Priya and Lakshmi Priya. And, and also Nishinga Shila is there, hmm. or a deity of Lakshmi Nishinga, one, one of the two. It's said that that in the house of Nanda Maharaj, that they dutifully, he and Deshoda, with little help from Madhu Mangal, the Brahmin, worshipped the Shalagram, uh, Nishinga Shalagram in their home, hmm. in Braj. So, at any rate, um, we are drawn to this a little bit by just hearing the text here and, uh, and the uh, mention of the fact that Sachi and Jagannatha were very religious, brahminical people, and so they worshipped Implicationists, their, their deity, with great joy upon um, uh, their sons, elder son and brother of Chaitanya Mahapu, uh, appearing in the world. That I should say a few words more about that uh, finding of Bhakti Binod and what's um, perhaps many people don't know about it is that that the protests against Bhakti Binod were considerable. I was speaking with uh, Brenda Rania the other day with regard to the editing of the book and my book, and she had finished the ninth chapter, which is the last chapter, um, and um, I was speaking about how it. It's got an edge to it, in a sense, and it, 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 it's, it's not just uh, repeating things, but um, it would, in some respects, it would be a little controversial because I've adopted a interpretive uh, voice in the text. By an interpretive voice, I mean to say that there is a literal voice that the text could be commented upon, an esoteric voice, and an interpretive voice, and still reach the same conclusion the interpretive voice as i understand it as i um, is one in which we explore the philosophical implications of the lila the the, the, the tatva the ground on which the lila are out of which the lila rises the canvas as i'd like to say on which the art of the lila is, is drawn in um, and then the other aspect of the interpretive voice is that it's, it's spoken about in relation to current thoughts of the time in which we live, which is, of course, are subject to change and so forth. So the need for another voice in the next generation when they're, for example, thinking that matter is something other than what they think it is now. matter is important. It matters, because there's really only two things to consider, what's out there and what's in there. <laughs> what's out there being experienced and what's in there experiencing. This is what life is about. Hmm. So, just an example, because, as I explained in the book, too, and mentioned in the, in the preface, the concept of matter, as it's been understood by science for a long time, is, is, is not working. And so it's 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 changing. It's not working in terms of explaining everything. So, as it does in as currents of philosophical thought and observation and interpretation of data, for example, drawn from um, scientific um, exercise, then. There's a need to continue to comment on on such texts and so forth. So anyway, we were speaking. Like I was speaking to her about it, and um, and she said, and this is very much incidentally in the spirit of Bhakti Thakur, who was the first person in Bhakti Vaishnavism to interface with what we know today to be the modern world. It's not that the Goswamis, of course, were not. And I think I mentioned this the other night. A current, if you will. They knew the seven philosophies or whatever it was six darshans of um, of Bharata, of India at the time, the vaisheshika, the nyaya, the karma mimamsa, the uh, yoga, the Sankhya, and the Vedanta these were the these were the philosophies so if you had at the time televisions and they would call in Gotam from the Naya and what do you think about this and he would give his his comments and uh, and uh, who's a Kanada from Vaisheshika philosophy, and Vyas from the Vedanta, and so on and so forth. Patanjali from the Yoga Sutras. So these were the, the currents of thought at the time, and their their whole their commentaries on the Bhagavatam and their books that are based on the Bhagavatam and so forth. They all um, uh, demonstrate that the Goswamis were acquainted with the currents of thought at the time, and they were explaining the Bhagavatam in light of these traditions, which they disagreed with because they were Vedantists, and then they were a new form of Vedantists, the Gaudiya Vedantas, and so forth. But when they they disagreed in total with another philosophical current of thought at the time, it doesn't mean they disagree with everything in it. We publish articles, for example, on the harmonists. Sometimes some people say, "Some people say, what are you publishing that for?" Hmm. Well, it's it's how people are thinking about things that we also think about. Hmm. Some of which we we agree with, and some of which we don't. Hmm. Um, so the point is that the Gosamways were not really very, really so insular. Hmm. In a way that, but they were real members of the world, even though they were monks, monastics, and and they were interacting with the world in a way, in a form of establishing a sampradaya. It was a religious world, and uh, and so forth. Um, so, Bhakti Vinod, of course, is doing that in relation to what we now call the modern world, hmm? in a way that kind of Gaudi and Vaishnavism didn't keep up with.
1: Hmm?
0: As the Goswamis were up to date, so with generations and generations of Gaudiya Vaishnavism and the developing Western world and its influence and so on and so forth, we don't find that uh, a ongoing interpretive voice, if you will, in terms of commentary. And so there was a dearth of that, and, in, and a great need for that. And the person, and the person of Bhakti f- filled that that gap and here we are you know today uh, because of that it's a great uh service on his part and it requires quite a bit of insight and realization to be able to uh, understand the principle and the essence and then um, explain it in new ways and so on and so forth and again that in relation to new thoughts Hmm. um So uh, Bhakti was uh, an innovator himself and I was talking with Renderan about it and I was saying well, you know my book there be, be some people will complain I mean when I first did a book commentary on Bhagavad Gita so many uh, of my god brothers and god sisters said, what's 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 this they complained they criticized me for but I paved the way now there are several of them hmm. I've written commentaries and, and published editions of Bhagavad Gita. I can think of at least four of them off the top of my head. Um, so, glad to be ahead of the curve. Um, the argument was Prabhupada's already you know commented on the Bhagavad Gita. Of course, you know the story, uh, the foolishness of such thinking and so forth. Um, but uh, it's a little bit, you know, to be, speak personally, it's a little bit of my history. I was always somewhat of a controversial person <laughs> in a way. People sometimes complain to Prabhupada that he's preaching. And, and uh, when I was distributing books, he said sometimes people are getting upset. And Prabhupada said, well, it's because he's preaching. If you don't preach, no one gets upset. If you get preached, then you're going to ruffle feathers. And that's a sign that there's there's some, some power there. Hmm. So, at any rate, we were talking about this, and and Rania brought up the point. It was an insightful point, I thought. she said, yeah, you know, we read Bhaktivinoda Thakwar now, and others do in our in the party about our Bhakti We know it. We celebrate his contribution and so forth. And as if it was just like, you know, he had no opposition, hmm. but he had lots of opposition. But we don't know those people. They're in the dustbin. Whoever they were, they've been just completely. Um, uh, dismissed, if you will, as to use Prabhupada's language, as the train of the preaching goes on, the dogs continue to bark, but uh, it, it doesn't have any bearing on its locomotion and its progress and so on and so forth. So we don't know who those people are. Hmm? Disagreed with Bhakti who those Vaishnavs were and, and, and what when he wrote his Krishna Samhita and so forth and spoke about the modern world and the way they think about things and and in his own way uh, wrote in, a, in an interpretive voice, did it also to some extent in his Sri Krishna, in his uh, Chaitanya-Shikshamartam, hmm? but largely in the um, um, Sri krishna Samhita. So he had lots of opposition. Hmm. Hmm. But again, we don't. So we feel confident that, in, that if we make a good sincere and insightful contribution to the Samparaya, whether it be practical like our ashrams or um, in a softer sense, in a a literary form, that it will be appreciated by persons who are Gaudiya Vaishnavas in due course, in the the future. And they'll think, oh, they were so great. (laughs) They had such good insights. It's an unfortunate climate today that you can write a commentary a beautiful and insightful commentary on Shikshastakam, and, and you can hardly market it amongst Godia, the Rajnevis. Myself, I'm quite the opposite. If anybody comes out with anything about such topics, I'm eager to read it and give them at least an ear, see if they know what they're talking about. And um, and even if they're non-devotees and talking about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I'm eager to read and hear or Krishna something what they have to say what is their perspective so so this should be our our spirit hmm. not that I, we already know about Caitanya Mahaprabhu well, I know the hmm. What do I need to read that book for hmm. so this is an unfortunate I'm not saying I'm not saying this to say I'm anything significant or important but i I'm just saying this is an unfortunate uh, nature of the present community of godly Vaishnavism, It's hmm. so full of sectarianism and um, and and often very um, eager to go and convert people without any thought that that they themselves should go deeper and convert more of themselves and and as in doing so come to think about even differently than what you used to think it was what is the implications of it? of the teaching and so on and so forth. This is very important. Hmm? To have this ongoing eagerness to, to grow, to change hmm? uh, in relation to the teachings and so forth. This is the, the... the Guru should try to keep his or her students in that uh, spirit. Prabhupada was always bringing out a new book every month, so um, he was good at that but that has to go on. That's the point. So, at any rate, this is our Bhakti Bhaktivinoda Paribara. He did a controversial thing there uh, to say, that's not the birthplace of Chaitanya Mahapu and I'm going to find it. And he did, as I say, based on empirical research and based on his vision and made the effort to establish the place and ultimately gave the that service to Bhakti Siddhanta Sarstri Thakur who did so in grand style. Now, that said, this is the point I wanted to make. It's interesting, and not a lot of people know this, That, but, but the guru, the diksha guru of Bhakti Siddhanta disagreed, excuse me, of Bhakti Minotakur disagreed with um, Bhakti Minotakur. And in a periodical, Bengali periodical, publicly disavowed or dis, um, rejected Bhakti Minoda as his disciple hmm. for his claim as to the birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm. What to do? Hmm. We know that Bhaktisiddhanta Sarjali Thakur had some reservations about the Diksha Guru of Bhaktivinoda, Bhaktivinoda spoke very eloquent, very, very, with, uh, in, a, in a, highly about, hmm, with appropriate uh, regard and and, and and so forth. But it was the position of Bhakti Bhaktisattham Thakur that there were things found in Bhaktivinoda Thakur that were not found in his Diksha Guru. Hmm. But those things were found in Jagannath Das Babaji, who was considered a Siddha Purusha at the time. And while Bihari Goswami, the Diksha Guru of Bhaktivinoda, rejected him for finding the place, for making a claim as to the place of Mahaprabhu's appearance, um, differing from the current idea at the time, Jagannathas Babaji uh, honored the vision of Bhaktivinoda Thakur. He was very old at the time, and uh, he was carried in a basket to the place to get... Then this is what Bhakti Thakur did. He had his vision, he did his empirical research, and still he wanted the confirmation of a sadhu, hmm. somebody in a, a senior Vaishnava to himself. So Jagannathas Babaji was perhaps the most senior Vaishnava of the time, and, and an abhidut, not a, not a Goswami family man or anything, and, uh, but, but a, a very um, extraordinary person. They brought him there. He couldn't walk. He was living in a basket. So they brought him in a basket. But it's said that, that somehow he kind of like jumped up or something at the upon arriving at the place and confirmed that this was the birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So we go with that. Hmm? We go with the, we draw our line to, uh, in the way that the way that we do. From, in my case, from two Bhakti Vinod and Swami Prabhupada and Bhakti Rakshakshita Dev Goswami Maharaj, my Guru, and to Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, to Bhakti Vinod and Gaur Kishore, the two Gurus of Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur and, and from Bhakti Vinod who, who had more influence on Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur than his diksha guru in some respects um, because the two of them gave differing advice to Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur Babaji Maharaj told him don't bother preaching huh? just do bhajan of course he did bhajan for how many years? nine years? Hmm? About nine, years. nine years sitting soli- in solitary bhajan just chanting Uh, Nambhajan and out of that he rose and began his mission which was the desire of Bhaktivinoda Thakur Hmm. to give a voice to Gaudiya Vaishnavism in the world and fulfill the prophecy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that his his name would be heard chanted in every town and village and to fulfill the vision of Bhaktivinoda he had a vision people will come here from all over the world Hmm. if we build this temple so Bhakti Siddhartha, the source of talker. in that respect, uh, was considerably influenced by Bhakti Vinod Thakur, whom we identify as the leader of our party bar. Both Bhakti Vinod, of course, and Gorkishore had their own party bars. Hmm? Bhakti Vinod's Thakur is leading back to Genova. Hmm? And I'm not sure about it, or, or Gorkhishore does, Babaji's. Um, but... Um, we put our focus on Bhaktivinoda Thakur in the same way that the Party Bar puts their focus on Narottam, or the Shamananda Bar puts their focus on Shamananda Prabhu, although they weren't direct associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who came a generation or so afterwards, hmm? because of their contributions, unique and powerful as they were in the case of Shamananda and Narottam respectively, so there's a precedent for this. And it was the position taken by Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur when asked by his disciples, who had been asked, which Paribhar do you belong to? They asked Bhakti Siddhanta, what, what is our Paribhar? He said, bhaktivinoda Vinod paribhar. So we don't disrespect the gurus in the line of diksha from Bhaktivinoda on back to Jhānava or Gorkaswar Das Babaji Maharajas, but... We don't think it's necessary to record all their names. There was a time, um, and some some of the Paribars still carry on this tradition, that um, uh, when giving initiation one would give a Diksha Patra a letter, and the letter would say, this is your Paribar, and these are the names of the gurus in your lineage going back to the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? So when Bhakti Siddhanta Sastri got his Diksha, from Gorkha Shardas Babaji Maharaj. Babaji Maharaj was a rather unorthodox person. He didn't give a Diksha Patra. He was illiterate. <laughs> he didn't give a Diksha Patra. Some people say he didn't get a Diksha Patra, therefore he must have not have been initiated. <laughs> um, but, um, of course, it was it was one of the ways in which we answer that, of course, it was Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsitthaka who put the sacred... Uh, Sadakadeha of Gorka Shardas Babaji Marsh into Samadhi. And when the current of the Ganges came and moved in such a way that that place of entombment of the Sadakadeha of Gorka Shardas Babaji was in danger, it was Bhaktisiddhanta who arranged to move it to Mayapur, where it is now. So, he had the jurisdiction, if you will, over the form of Gaurakashara Das Babaji, as a disciple should, in a way that no one else in Nadia did. And, of course, he had that on the force, and by the force and the power of his own spirituality that uh, he challenged persons with who were claiming to be um, the the, the persons who should have the right to um, determine the place in which and preside over the uh, um, placing of Gorka Shodas, Babaji in samadhi. Babaji Maharaj had said that when I die, I would like to have my body um, dragged through the streets of Nadi, like tied to a vehicle of some type and dragged... So that's what they were preparing to do. <laughs> Apparently, Bhagavad took exception to this and stood up and, and so on and so forth. So... Um, there's uh, uh, following the letter of the law and then understanding the spirit of it and the mood behind it and and so forth. This is the humility of uh, Gaurakasaradas Babaji Maharaj. And, um, of course, it's also significant, just a little bit of history, if you don't mind, uh, significant that uh, Bhakti Siddhantastati Thakur was also initiating disciples in the presence of Bhakti Minola Thakur and and Gaurakashurda's Babaji Maharaj, obviously with their blessings indeed. He gave sannyas to Bhakti Pradeep Tirtha Maharaj. Hmm? So he introduced his sannyas, which was an innovation also in the Gaudiya Sampradaya. Hmm? Some people questioned about the validity of innovations within Sampradayas. Um, one of those innovations was the establishing of the monastic order of sannyasins who would travel and preach and so forth, um, is also giving the Gayatri and the considerations behind that for preaching in the times. These are innovations. Some people take exception to them. Hmm? Someone had written to me about this. This is a little bit on my mind. Um, to the innovations of, of Bhakti Siddhanta so Siddhartha <laughs> I challenge where did he get the Brahmagaya tree? I said from Bhaktivinoda. is not a Brahmin, but he's a Kayasta. The kayastas are thoughts are said to come from Chitragupta, hmm? who was the, the the scribe of Vyas? Hmm? Hmm? Yamaraj. Yamaraj. excuse me, of Yamaraj. Hmm? Scribe of Yamaraj, Dharmaraj himself. And um, so in the lore, if you will it is described that these kayastas were a combination of, they were blessed as a combination of being uh, Brahmins and Kshatriyas. So they didn't chant the, the Gayatri Mantra. I mean, it's just... It's just uh, so, where did he get the mantra? It has to come from a Sampradaya. Sampradaya vienas ye mantras te Without, if your mantra doesn't come from a Sampradaya, it has no power. Hmm? This was the the claim. <laughs> so some people apparently now on the internet are making, this is an old story, but they're doing it in the current times, new people. The polemics continue. Uh, uh, and this against Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur in our party bar, that they, that um, where did he get the mantra? If it doesn't come from a sampradaya, then it has no... No power. Hmm. Of course, he also gave the kama-gayatri and and so on and so forth. Some people say, "Well, how do we know he got that from Gaur Kishore? Well, you know, we should take his word for it. He was a very powerful spiritual person. Why, why do we have any reason to think that he didn't? Because he didn't get a Diksha Patra and Gaur Kishore initiated him in a, in a in a way that wasn't the standard uh, fare in some lineages at the time. Um, uh, Initiation has substance and it has form. Hmm? The, the essence is to, is, is to impart the mantra and, and moreover to give the give the blessing, hmm? share the faith and so forth. So, so these are form over substance articles and arguments. The arguments should be substance over form. Hmm? That's a spiritual argument. Baba Janardana, so... It is the spirit of the law, not the form of the law that's to be um, embraced. Um, so, at any rate, you know, someone was writing this, so I pointed out to him that the verse you're citing, he says he's gone against the, the scriptures. He's given a mantra, the Brahma Brahmagayatri, they didn't get from, a, from the Paramparasi, he got it, Here's he got it from Bhaktivedanta. What's the problem? Um, but besides that, I pointed out to him, the verse that you're citing from the Padma Purana is part of a, a verse that says that there are only four Sampradayas. Hmm. Vaishnava Sampradayas. And if you don't get your mantra from one of these Sampradayas, it has no fruit. Now, the interesting thing and ironic thing is that there, within Gaudiya Vaishnavism, there, are, there is a split in which some people, some godhiyas, identify Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's sampradaya as being connected with the madhva sampradaya. We call it the Brahma Madhva Gaudiya Sampradaya. Some say, no, we have no connection with the madhvas. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu started his own sampradaya. The irony is... That the group that's arguing against Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati when quoting this verse from the Padma Purana is historically a group that that, and that verse is not in any current manuscript. So they make an argument that this verse is interpolated; it's not actually part of the Purana. They're the ones that make the argument, <laughs> and now they're invoking the verse hmm, to criticize. Bhakti Siddhanta Sarstitakura. On the other hand, Bhakti Nothakur accepted the verse, and therefore he argued, um, following the writings of Kavikarnapur and Baladev Vijabhusan, who lists in their paribhar members of the Madhva Sampradaya hmm, and say that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Sampradaya is coming in a line of Madhva and new insight, innovation is there. So it's one of the four sampradayas. But within the sampradaya, there's innovation. Mm. This person was questioning innovation. We should follow the law. Mm. I said, well, now you have two choices.
1: Mm.
0: If, you, if you accept the verse as interpolation, then you have to accept that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu started his own sampradaya. So a spiritually powerful person can start their own Paramparā. Mm. Of course, Bhaktisdhan Sarasthitaka didn't start his own parampara, but he innovated within it. If you accept the other version, that the verse is not interpolated, then you have to connect Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's sampradaya, based on the verse, it has to be, he has to be part of one of the four sampradayas to the madhva sampradaya. And if you do that, then you have to accept there's innovation within the sampradaya, because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teaching is quite an innovation, and in the mantras that are given, so they're not the mantras that are given, in the mudva sampradaya. So in either way you look at it, hmm? innovation is, 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 is the norm for spiritually powerful people.
1: Hmm?
0: You understand? So some people say, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, he started his own sampradaya. Hmm? They feel comfortable with that. And then they can make arguments that he's Christian and so forth. I mean, we agree. <laughs> but that means we started a new sampradaya. Because only Krishna can do that. No. Actually, Madhva started his own Sampradaya. If hmm? you look at the history, he was in the Advaita Sampradaya, hmm? which is not a Vaishnava Sampradaya.
1: Hmm?
0: Of course, he says he says that he went to the Himalayas and he wrote a commentary on Vedanta. He went to the Himalayas and he talked to Vyasa, and Vyasa said, it's a good. So he's, he follows Vyasa. And so, but that's obviously an article of faith, <laughs> the people who believe strongly in Madhva, they, they believe. The Puranas, I suppose, about. The Brahma, Sampradaya, the, 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 the Sri Sampradaya, or Lakshmi Sampradaya, the Kumara Sampradaya, and the Rudra Sampradaya. These are Vaishnava Sampradayas. And in the modern day, they have their representatives. So, Madhva Sampradaya,
1: hmm.
0: He's a powerful person. He started his own Sampradaya. Hmm. Um, and it is the modern representation of the Brahma Sampradaya hmm. where the, a certain metaphysic is articulated. And from within a Sampradaya that there be innovation, there's precedent for this too. This is found in the Balaba Sampradaya. We call it the Balaba Sampradaya. It's actually the Rudra Sampradaya or the Vishnu Swami Sampradaya and um, in that Sampradaya, in ancient times, you, you find the famous Bhagavatam commentator Sridhar Swami, I Chaitanya Mahapuram much appreciated. Balabacharya had a new commentary on the Bhagavatam or the Sampradaya, and some differences from Sridhar Swami and so forth. And, and so on. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu blessed him. And pushed the Pushti Marg, Well, you're not going to find this in Sri Swami's commentary or in uh, Vishnu's, anything from Vishnu Swami or anything in the Sampradaya of Vishnu Swami prior to Balabha. Hmm? Pushti Marg, uh, the uh, Marietta Marg, and so on and so forth. So many innovations in within that Sampradaya. New insight, new light, and so forth. Hmm? So, so, a little history. Um, and, of course, we follow Bhakti talk, we follow the verses of the Padma Purana, the there are four Vaishnava sampradayas, and we connect our sampradaya. As I say, Kavikarnapuri, Kavikarnapur is associate of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He gives a list of his Paramparana, and it includes Ishwar Puri, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Puri, Madhavendra Puri, and then start a list of Madhavas. Hmm? And Baladev Bidhibhushan, the Gaudiya commentator, um, on Vedanta, that like he wrote to Kumbhinda Basha, his, his uh, description of his lineage is, is the same. So we have good reason to make that connection. Even though in substance, that's in form, in substance the teachings of the Gaudi Sampradaya are certainly distinct from the Madhva Sampradaya. And therefore, as I say, they constitute considerable innovation within a Sampradaya. Or if you want to look at it the other way, and find those verses to be interpolations, then you say implicitly that powerful persons can start sampradayas, mm. lineages. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did it, and many gaudis make this, this claim. I'm fine either way. Mm. <laughs> so, we then find something extraordinary in Thakur mm. And so we highlight him in the lineage, we respect him, and we draw our line back to him, to Jagannath Das Babaji. But we don't teach the list of other people in his line or the other people in the list of uh, Gorkaswar Das Babaji Maharaj, the two gurus of Bhakti Siddhanta. We're not against them, we venerate them. You can get lists of who they are and so on and so forth. But the idea that you have to have a list of all of them when you get initiated... Otherwise, how you can do the Siddha Pranali and so forth. It breaks down a little bit as you go on in time. Hmm. How long will the list be in 10,000 years? Hmm. And that will be your meditation. Hmm. Kali Yuga is supposed to go on for another 400-some thousand years. So let's give it it 200,000 years. And when you get your disciple and you give initiation, make sure you give them the list, the Diksha Patra with the list of all the gurus, (laughs) all the gurus, over the last 200 years, and what their sarups are and their names are. And, uh, hmm. The practical thing, <laughs> in our Bhaktivinoda or in our lineage, is very practical, very pragmatic, hmm, is to draw the line and so, and so forth in a way in which, for, for example, Pujipada Sridharmarsh talked about it. If in the scientific community we want to talk about the contributions in science over hundreds of years, then we will select powerful. Persons, luminaries, Copernicus, Newton, Einstein. We know there are many bona fide scientists who contributed in between and so forth, but we can't keep track of all of them. Hmm? And and they may have dutifully carried on the, whatever, taught science appropriately in their time and so forth. But these persons were innovators. The innovators should be highlighted, not dismissed. They should be highlighted they give the the teaching life in 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 the current times hmm? that's the li- life of preaching is really innovation and in separating the substance from the form principles from details changing details to deliver the principle and so forth. This is what preaching is all about this is what keeps a lineage as i say alive and and current and so in our uh lineage, we, we do highlight Bhakti Vinod Thakur mm. for his work. And while some people like to highlight Magra for his contribution, and appropriately so, at the same time, it should be noted that he himself taught us that his work, his mission was the mission of Bhakti Vinod, because he was taught by Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthi Thakur that you are in the Bhakti Vinod mm. Um Again, when asked... I think I mentioned this before, by one of his disciples um, about Bhagavad Gita Thakur's statement, I left this world, my work, undone. When asked, when Prabhupada was asked, what did he mean, Prabhupada said, oh, he could have done everything. But at his mercy, he left something for us to do, some small work. Of course, it's the humility of Prabhupada, he did big work um, um, in terms of wide circulation Gaudiya Vaishnavism, the work of Bhakti Vinod was a little different and significant, and in its own right obviously interfacing with modern times as he did. Prabhupada carry that out, continue to do that. So we do consider ourselves the Bhakti Vinod Padibha, as Prabhupada considered us to be, and it's a glorious lineage to be, um, to say the least. Um, it's been 50 years now, half a century, all around the world. Utumbakti has been glorified. Someone said, well, so what? So a lot. So there's so so there's a lot of people. So there's a lot of people in the Catholic religion too. Rajneesh had a lot of followers. Just because you have a lot of followers doesn't mean anything." That's true, but but there are followers who believe in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Who teach bhakti, who who embrace the the, teaching. Are you just going to dismiss that? He Well, this fellow, you can make the same arguments. You're making about a samprada about against Bhakti against Bhakti against Mahaprabhu, like I was saying. He started his own sampradaya. Hmm. But he's Krishna. No? says who. Well Krishna's Kavirash Goswami said that he revealed himself as Krishna. And unless I'm it's proven to me that he's a liar, I believe him. Oh, so you have faith in that? Where did you get that? That conviction in in Krishna's Kavirash Goswami. Could it have been from our Paribar? Yes, certainly it was. <laughs> Without a doubt. In other words, this person I was like was corresponding with me about this thing. His conviction in in the Goswami so this is all coming from our from our preacher, the preaching of Bhakti Siddhanta, Bhakti Vinod or my Guru Maharajas and so forth. So this is a very um, uh Unreasonable, not well thought-out um, position. Yes, and the academic community also around the world has taken notice of Chaitanya Sampradaya and this is the work of our our mm.
1: That's
0: uh, it's 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 actually a, it's they made a contribution not only to Gaudiya Sampradaya, but to all the Vaishnav Sankar because when Prabhupada when first came to America, I mean, if you went to any university anywhere, what Hinduism was was uh, Advaita Vedanta there was practically no nothing it was a little bit here this one fellow had started to write something about Godi, the hidden moon what was his name Dimick, but it, it didn't have any what is Ramanu Vashishtha what is the Advaita Vod and so forth properly gave life to all of these sampradayas in the modern modern world in academia and in the in the in the, in the general amongst the general public also so we have made a small a big our body, but a big contribution. It's 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 noteworthy. Hmm. And um, and part of that, as I say, and this how we got into this is of course Bhakti Thakur is establishing the birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu my Maya Pur And um, here we're drawn to that in this brief discussion from some Correspondence I had, but also from the, from the text here in which it's mentioned that upon the birth of Vishvarupa, they worshipped Jagannath Meera and Sachimata. They worshipped. Well, their household, the, their their god. They were religious people. From there, we got into who was their deity in their home and how the deity was found, and so on and so forth. Then a little bit more. We'll read Chodashta Chai Shesh Magmase Jagannath Satchiradehe, Krishna So, uh, 1406 of the shock era, which corresponds with 1485 AD, hmm? or CE, right? common era, <coughs> Krishna entered the body of Jagannath Mishra and Sachi. Now, this is. We've gone on from vishwaroop the elder brother now, they're starting to talk about the birth of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He's, he's noting here, 1485, the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared in 1486, 13 months later. So, uh, that's an interesting point. Mishra kahi sachistani Deki Anarita Jyotir Maya Deha Geha Lakshmi Adi Sthita Jagadav Mishra Siddha Sachi I see wonderful things, your body is effulgent, as it appears, as if the goddess of fortune were now living personally in my home. Anywhere and everywhere I go, all people offer me respect, even without asking, they voluntarily give me clothes and, and rice. Sachi kohe, mui akash upare, divi shab shab sabhyena and she replied, I've seen these visions in the sky, like gods, and, and praising and so forth, and, and offering prayers. I don't know how to deal with it. Swapna kohi, svatna jadekila, jyotirumai dam poshila. I had a dream, and in the dream, the, the Lord's abode appeared in my heart. Hmm? From my heart it entered into your heart. I therefore understand that soon a great personality will take birth. So this is the preface here to the birth of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And of course we see it's a it's a, we have our own version of the Immaculate Conception here both with regard to Krishna and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, The idea here, of course, with Krishna's birth, and it carries through with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance, is that the appearance of God in the world is a spiritual affair. He comes under the influence, as he says in the Gita, of his own internal energy, atma Maya, And the appearance, the birth of Krishna, is from an interpretive To speak about it, this Leela from an interpretive in an interpretive voice is synonymous with what we call Diksha, initiation. Hmm? So therefore we see the conception came within Jagannath Mishra Hmm? blossomed in his heart. He shared his heart with Sachi, Hmm? and Chaitanya Mahaphu And all the gods and goddesses are celebrating this. What does Prahlad say? Prahlad Bhakta, in Bhagavatam. He says, yes, hmm. that uh, in the devotee all the qualities of the gods are present. What is that verse? Hmm. the last line and and, and, and and though they're not devotees, they only have shadows of good qualities they're mental qualities, not uh, not spiritual qualities hmm. oh, it's a famous verse I know it but anyway and the glorification of the devotees so the point is that that again the 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 abode where the Lord resides, if you will appeared in his heart. He shared it with Sachi. The gods are all celebrating. Hmm? This happens in Diksha. Hmm? Oh, he's getting the of Diksha and all the gods which who are, correspond with the Varnashram. They're all paying respects. Hmm? You know, Prabhupada made some comments along these lines once when he gave a, a talk in London that had been arranged... And not too many people showed up. The Prabhupada's disciples apologized and said sorry that nobody came. He said, what you, what's when he Nard was there, And this one and that one." <laughs> this is Prabhupada's perspective. So, um, there's a way, if you will, to uh, to see them. We should take it on 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 faith. Again, the principle is what, Barnashram is transcended, Varnashram Dharma is transcended by Vaishnava Dharma. Hmm. The Bhakti Marg transcends the Varnashram. And the gods and goddesses all correspond with the Varnashram Dharma. That's what they are the gods presiding over. So when one becomes a Vaishnava, Sarvadharman prtijamame comes saranam raja. He goes beyond the gods. He goes to the god of gods, Govinda, Dyadipurusha, hmm and all the gods are. Mūyanti They They don't understand him. He's, he's as Bhagavatam says, he's difficult. Before we find the examples, Brahma's bewildered by him. Indra's bewildered by him. These examples are, are there to tell us something in Bhagavatam about Vaishnava Dharma. And so the, these birth stories... Chaitanya Mahaprabhu of Krishna in Bhagavatam, they are a metaphor for Diksha. Diksha is a significant thing. Some conception has to come in the heart of the Guru. It has to be shared in the seed form through the mantra and so forth. And then, if we culture that, of course, that will come within us. So we have our own notion of the virgin birth. It has a little more philosophy behind it and theology so on. Hmm. There is a, was a class of, of Christian preachers at one time who thought that the, that the uh, uh, Hindus picked up on the virgin birth idea of Christianity, but there's more evidence that it was the other way around. <laughs> but it's a fine conception. Hmm? We think that if God will appear, it will come beyond spiritual terms. Even if there is a material parallel, like we were discussing the other night, I think you had a question about Or maybe it was on the on the Sunday conference call. Hmm. While something spiritual will take place, it will express itself at the same time in the body in ways that it could be analyzed otherwise. Hmm. A bad example of that is the ecstasy of Mahabhu that some people thought meant, "Oh, he must have had epilepsy." Hmm. No, because that's not contagious, as I say. But but there are material ways in which that will play out. So we could analyze it from that point of view and only see it from that side, but there's, of course, in, in, in the case of um, appearance of great persons and spiritual transformation and so forth of ecstasy, the, yasas, the, the kar, um There's more to it, and there's more in the background. Mm. So, so it is the case with the birth of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is coming to. In the beginning, summary, synopsis type discussion on the part of Krishna's Kaviraj. Sri Krishna's Kaviraj Josami Mahashai ki jai. She Sachi Jagannath Mishra ki jai. Vishwamba Mishra ki jai. Krishna Malaram ki jai. She Guru Vaisnava Guru Parampara ki jai. Bhaktivinoda Paribar ki jai. Gaur Bhaktivarinda ki jai. Gaur Premanande.